for tuning in to Mystic Witch. I'm your host, Blue. You can find out more about me at bluejunetarot.com. Mystic Witch is a podcast about magic, divination, and all things supernatural. Today's episode is going to be a bit different than usual. So as some of you know, I've been doing some guest spots on other podcasts this past month to try to give some tips on how to cleanse and clean one space, combining magical hygiene with practical hygiene. For those of you that don't know, I run an organic cleaning product line called The Room Closet in NYC to this effect, and I've been teaching classes on energetic cleansing for nearly 10 years. Even longer than I've been teaching tarot, actually. Um, My first guest appearance last month was with The Diviner Life, Let's Be Omnist. Michael is such a sweetheart, and I love the content on his show, so please check it out. And the second one was Cosmic Keys Podcast. Dan and Scarlett love y'all. If you haven't listened to them yet, do yourself a favor and check them out as well. Uh, basically, I share some spell work tips for staying safe through all of this, energetic cleanses, magical cleaning tips, etc. And I will share uh, links to both of their shows on the show notes. We're going to have a lot of resources in there, so kind of cipher through because we're going to have a lot of links. But I also just want to thank those hosts for being so gracious and quick to respond when I had something to say. Uh, I've heard I've heard tales from other podcasters who've been around for a really long time that there's not a lot of camaraderie in the industry, and I think that you know we're all making a difference, and uh, I think that's really the point, right? Thank you again for having me on your shows with such short notice. But we cover uh, much of the same topics in this crossover episode with Katie and Megan from The Angel That Says Fuck, also known as Those Fucking Angels. But we are very much raw-dogging it here, and even though I realize that off-the-cuff type stuff is probably easier for y'all to consume right now for everyone, um, you know, just for the authenticity of it, but I do get very embarrassed at how bossy and loud I am, so I apologize in advance, but... For however, for your listening pleasure, here is the uncut interview with Katie, who is an Aries from Southern California, who has been reading tarot and astrology for over half a decade, and she aims to reestablish her client's connection to their inner child so that they are able to remember how to embrace the world in new ways every day. And her counterpart and co-host, Megan, a Taurus who is also a Southern Californian tarot reader who senses deep, dark secrets in people's auras. Katie started That Fucking Angel (laughs) on a YouTube channel in early 2017 discussing a variety of esoteric topics, which evolved later into the duo project, Those Fucking Angels. Now... 
These gifted readers pull cards for all the signs of the zodiac and offer visual tarot scopes on the regular. And by the way, you can subscribe to that channel in the show notes. Uh, but without any further ado, here is this super fun raw dog and ass crossover episode between those fucking angels and Mystic Witch Podcast. Now. All right. Hi. How are you? How is everyone? Actually, really well. That's nice. great. <laughs> I feel blessed. <laughs> so, we are going to talk today about some magical hygiene, uh, psychic hygiene. And uh, I think we should start with just kind of, I guess it could be qualified as psychic hygiene, but just cleansing and clearing spaces. Um, almost ceremonially, uh, you were talking about um, the angelic practice that you do, and I was wondering if you could just share with us. It's Katie, right? Yeah, that's this is yeah, the, this is Katie. Megan's also, so I'll, I'll this is me, Katie, and Megan. Say hi, it's Megan. So that way, I, the people Everybody can know, know our which voices. Which. Yeah, um, <laughs> so what okay, I have been stumbling on things rather like I tend to do them backwards in a way and wind up seeing if they work. Um, this happens to me a lot. Like, you know, in general, if even if people are trying to teach me like exercises at physical therapy, so I tend to do it backwards and then get it right the first time. But, um, <laughs> so when it comes to this invocation that I came onto, it's called the, uh, invocation of the protective angels. And it calls on, and it's in it's in Hebrew, so I didn't. It's it's um, it, it calls on Angel Gabriel, Michael, Raphael, and the Shekinah, and I tend to like to listen to it in the mornings. Um, and I do it when I'm having heavier bouts of anxiety, or I'm feeling perhaps like I'm under psychic attack. Um, so I, I will listen to that in the morning in the shower and uh use that as part of my grounding ritual and, and cleansing as far as, and protection, like all in one. Um, I, for some reason for connect to this one really closely. And, uh, I feel that it's like super effective, way to start the morning, um, especially yeah, when I'm feeling the weakest and I feel like I need most protection spiritually. Sorry, I think you're cutting up just because the train was going by, but um, can you start back by where you were saying it's super effective because? Well, I feel like it helps me in particular. Um, I feel like when I'm still coming off of like sleep in the morning, I feel like this ritual is effective because of those tendrils of sleep and still I feel like it helps me. Um, sort of ground in that that feeling of being connected to the other world when you're waking up into the, the real world the daily world that you're trying to protect yourself in and as somebody who tends to skip out astrally uh, <laughs> I, I don't know I feel like this this ritual works for me as a daytime one um so I feel like it it, it tends to keep me safe <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, at these times. Yes, exactly. And you were also talking about the suit of armor. Yeah. I just remembered while I was speaking to you as something I grew up doing and I haven't done in a really long time, but 
it did give give me a lot of peace and it's something I, I i'm thinking about starting again actually now that i brought it up but um i would recite the biblical whole armor of god um the breastplate of righteousness the helmet of salvation the sword of truth things like that from top to bottom and i would use that metaphor of armor from top to bottom as a way to uh, protect my my actions my my words my intention to bring all aspects of this is before i started getting the chakras so that was then i you know since incorporated the chakras as well as far as um self-care and checking in with myself daily um to see how different parts of me are doing and feeling but that's where my my etheric hygiene began is I, I started in that that biblical um probably I could say safely say a judeo-christian um tradition yeah where I started Megan do you have any uh any like ceremonial kind of practices any rituals that you do for just like protection and cleansing energetic flush my going back to the whole shower thing mm-hmm. that is i really would say my most important time of the day for me uh when it comes to yeah the whole cleansing and um just making sure i'm in the right frame of mind what uh, so I definitely go with the whole showering and then my getting just makeup and getting ready in general. She's a yeah. Leo Mars. Like she also has you like I think you have a Leo Mars as well. And you both have glorious hair. <laughs> so, you know, she'll, she, she'll do her makeup and hair. And but while I like, yeah, but while funny. I'm doing it, it I feel like it's just the most important time for me for myself. Whether I, yeah, like I'm cleansing or I'll even get my most important like thoughts that whether, um, besides like dreams, my, my getting ready and my showering is really where I would say it happens at for me. Yeah. And I think really simple acts such as that, um, they really are so, they are so grounding. They are so protective and they really do cleanse the anxiety and the energy. And so for some people, that's all you need. It's just the basic, like, <laughs> physical shower. What and- is the elements that we're calling in any way? They're all basic. <laughs> it's earth, yeah. air, fire, water, spirit. So yeah. if, if you're integrating these things with your intention, I feel like, um, you, you know, I'm, I don't get me wrong. I have crystals. I have sage. I have candles. I have herbs, I have oils, I have the things that people use in their spiritual practice like everybody does. But if you're finding yourself in a position where you're not able to reach those things, the only thing you have is intention and you have whatever's around you. And a lot of these religious practices or spiritual practices came from hard times. And it's really important to, to, to be comfortable with using what you have around you. So um, I feel like there's no practice should be discounted as long as you're using the tools around you and you're doing it spiritually in an integrative, authentic way. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, really connecting to the basic elements is a big part of the LBRP, which is the one I wanted to talk about. Um, it's a 
lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, which is very long to say, so we just say LBRP for short. Um, it's something that can be done without tools. So right. I think, you know, yeah. we were talk- we were joking earlier, I'm doing a load of skivvies hand-washed. Mm-hmm. And so we were joking about like, yeah, take that dystopian future. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, it does, it feels good to be able to do something without relying on anything else. And using using tools is great. We use, we both use tarot cards in our practice every day, but we also know we don't need tarot cards to do our job either. Right. Tools. They're just tools. I was just to say tools. Absolutely. Yeah. So the LBRP, its main use is to cleanse and protect a space. Um, it's often performed in a Kabbalistic practice uh, before any other ritualistic magic, and you are invoking elementals. It's very, it's very much an element when you're calling the quarters. Um, right. so and it is a form of yoga, correct? Like as in a practice, um, yogic practice. No, I would say this is more magical and mm. ceremonial uh, because you really are encouraged to do the whole ceremonial robe and like stand in front of an altar so this isn't really you know a yogic thing the, oh, the, 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 is very important in some of these things so i had to ask and i love that no it is really it's a good question because you hear the word kabbalistic and immediately you're thinking of like chakra alignment the tree of life but you know, you're maybe not thinking of like the ceremonial practices. Like I said, a lot of the stuff I do is energetic. Yeah. <laughs> the physical drawing down is still things I'm learning how to accomplish. I think you're going to really like this one then because it'll be good practice for you. Um, and you do, you, you draw things down and you pull things in, you push things out. It's, it's a lot of energy work. And so I think it'll be a perfect fit for you. So you're invoking the elementals and as well as the archangels, the highest, the four highest archangels at the cardinal points. And you're just banishing chaotic energy, unwelcomed energy, uh, which would include your own anxiety, you know, with the things that you're experiencing, but also what's residual in your space, what's residual in your aura. If you're an empath and you're picking up other people's bullshit all the time. Yeah, for sure. So it's very useful in those ways, but it also has this ability to sort of shift intentions with you. So it's it's got this like, and and you you can't really explain what those are without doing the practice, without doing it a lot. Um, so just like to tell you like where it came from and stuff. Um, it was a prayer before sleeping from the writings of Eliphas Levi, but it was actually. Crowley, who we were discussing earlier, um, uh, he was part of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, for anyone who doesn't know. He's the one who made this information widely available to the public. Mm. So gratitude. Thank you for that. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Thanks. Practicing this and learning what it can do. You should do what I do, what I did. In two in 2014, I performed this ritual every day for a year and journaled my experiences, what I had set the intentions for, what it felt like, uh, what happened afterwards. So it was kind of an all-day journal, checking in with it. Um, and I highly recommend that if you're going to learn to do it, 
And you have, you may not be fastidious, but you are very disciplined, Katie. So I know you can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm down. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm challenging myself to new disciplines. And because I feel like um, the, the consciousness gained is from ritual and establishing um, uh, routine with myself is very important. Yeah. Routines right now, I think, are good for everyone, too. Um, even if your routine is like just going to bed at the same time, waking up, moving from your bed to the couch. <laughs> yeah. A routine. You're still keeping a routine and it's, it's good. It's good. It's productive. So I, I learned about this ritual in uh, a book called Modern Magic by Donald Michael Craig. And it's a fantastic workbook for beginners who are interested in taking magical development seriously, but want to study on their own because I love a good workbook that tells you you didn't learn the thing that you just read about for two hours. <laughs> but, um, you know, you can also pair it with YouTube videos. And uh, my recommendation is to actually watch the most horrible one first. And uh, it's this guy, E.A. Coetting. Have you guys heard of E.A. Coetting? <laughs> Not yet, no. But I, I, I will watch. I'm, I have a notepad and I'm, I'm writing down everything that like you're recommending <laughs> right now. So basically, Ian Coetting, I, I don't want to make too much fun because it turns out a lot of his hubris was actually from drug addiction. So I don't want to poke too much fun, but uh, we didn't know that at the time. And we just were uh, baffled by titles like Become a Living God, like in that voice. <laughs> Um, but yes, you should definitely watch his version of the LBRP. The reason why I say you have to watch a video at all is there's this vibration right. that okay. you have to do with the words that it, you don't have to, of course, but it does help get into that intensity. So right. If you've ever done any ceremonial calling upon things, saying the words a certain way can really shift the energy of the space. So it makes it, yeah, it makes it more effective. Um, so yeah, but there's tons out there. You can watch Lon Milo Duquette's version. He explains that he doesn't vibrate the words because he usually do, does his ritual at 4 a.m. So it's a courtesy. So wow. I, <laughs> I love him. But, you know, if so, if you can't do it loudly, that's fine. But I'll share in the show notes for Mystic Witch Podcasts. I will share uh, the links to both of those videos. And I'd, I'd love to get Katie the, the armor, if possible, if there's a video, and then definitely the audio of that, the chanting, the the angels. What is it? What is it called? It, it is the uh, protective, uh, I still have it open. It is the invocation <laughs> of the protective angels. It's part of the bedtime shema. I don't know what tradition this comes from, I was just looking for ways to work with those energies and it felt right. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think that's why I want to offer options to people and yeah. just what was it called again? Sorry, I don't know if I got the name. Invocation of the Protective Angels. Okay. If you got want, it. I'll text it to you um directly. Yeah. Yeah, or emails fine too. Um, yeah, so I can add that in the show notes so that people can sort of hear for themselves and see what they're drawn to. I'll look and see if I, I the basically it's 
the scripture that I memorized as a child and recited to myself in my head, but I'll see if there's a video of the, the full armor of God. I feel like that was from one of the books Solomon was to have written, but I need to refresh my memory. Interesting. I might be wrong. <laughs> Ephesians. I think it's from Ephesians, but I feel like I got told that at some point that he wrote that book. So I'm not sure if that's correct. I'd have to read double check. Yeah. Um, you, well, you know, you don't have to know everything. <laughs> you know, that's what, one of the things that I tell all my Gemini people is I don't know is an answer to. Yeah. It's okay if Absolutely. you don't know. It's something that's so excruciatingly painful for us <laughs> to to acknowledge that if we don't know the answer to something, but it's it's totally cool. Like yeah. it's that's one of my biggest lessons. Like I don't know is an answer, <laughs> and it's a valid answer. It is. You and know, I think shame. a lot of people too. Uh, in my position, I feel like I'm answering the same questions so often that really it's just a very simple Google search. I, I, I feel that deep. And, you know, I try to be kind, but I really will just literally link them to the Google search page. <laughs> I love it. Like that's, that's what <laughs> you got to do. It's <laughs> like a blank Google page. There you go. So anyway, so that is a great way to cleanse the energy of your space, kind of cleanse out your aura, cleanse your your mind, body, spirit. Uh, but physical cleansing can happen in tandem with magical practice, too. Right. One, one thing that I've, I've been really um, obsessed with for the last few years is just throwing a little bit of Florida water in my Swiffer oh. wipes which my Swiffer wipes are a container of washcloths because Mother Earth. And, <laughs> you know, you can you can use it in there, and it's actually got antibacterial killers built in with lemon, orange, lavender essential oils infused into it. Um, so if you don't know what Florida water is, you can get it in any botanica or metaphysical shop usually. Hey, and I from Walmart. Yeah, it's a staple. You have to have Florida water if you're going to practice anything. But you can add it a little bit to your bath. You can add it to your mop water. You can, you know, use it in small amounts in lots of different ways just to cleanse yourself spiritually and also sanitize. So it's got alcohol so much enough so you could actually be using it as sanitizer. And it smells amazing. It does. (laughs) Yeah, I I use it in practically everything sometimes um yeah even if i'm like you were saying uh washing hand washing loads of things um infuse your clothing with it uh, i didn't even think about that it, it's one of the things that i used to do when i washed my bed sheets by hand that uh, you know in my little like cranking washing machine in the bathtub <laughs> i am so doing it the next load yeah <laughs> yeah it's you know, another thing that we could be doing is our spiritual baths, which Megan, you're going to love this because that's already your practice. That's already what you're focused on. Right. And that's a great way to maintain health and maintain your spiritual practice while also lowering your anxiety levels. 
And there's a really simple multicultural bath that you can do. You just slice up lemons and throw some salt into the water. You're a soup. You are now a soup (laughs) of lemons and salt. And it could be Epsom salt. It can be Dead Sea salt, regular table table salt. It could be Himalayan. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, And this is like a multicultural practice in cleansing. Um, this is meant to like some some practices use this to break hexes. Some of them use it for cut and clear. So you can use this in lots of different intentions as well. And I, again, I just love when two birds are getting stoned at once. Yes, <laughs> I've heard salt and lemon being used uh, under the bed as a like a room cleanser, or um, yeah. particularly under yeah or under the bed would be like banishing nightmares. So I I especially love the idea of that in a bathtub. Yeah. It's technically like a human brine, like yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> exactly. I love the idea of being a soup, like because I do a lot of herbal baths. Like uh, my my cleaning line, the broom closet, that it's like organic products that are meant to help people cleanse. You know, do the two birds at once thing, um, and you know, I do lots of herbal baths personally because I batch them up for clients all the time. And when you're using real, like, raw herbs in your tub all the time, well, right. first of all, make sure you get the proper strainer. Um, <laughs> but you also, you really start to feel like you're soup all the time. <laughs> it's true. It's, I haven't had a bathtub in a while, so I've been doing a lot more um, shower ones, which is a little bit more challenging. But do you have um, coconut oil anywhere? You can just throw that in with the salt, mix it up really good, and you got yourself a scrub. I make a lot of my own scrubs that way. Perfect. Yeah. She's already on it. Yeah. There you go. And it, it, it's, it's one of the, I, I could definitely say that that's my Sunday ritual is I'll do a salt scrub yeah. every Sunday right before I shave. And that's one of the ways I start my week. That's you're also exfoliating all that dead skin too. Yeah. So you're even, you're cleaner than most people. <laughs> and I, I try to focus on um, a lymphatic massage at the same time. Ooh. It, it, it's all very, very important, especially to the immune system right now. So I feel like um, when we're talking about routines and rituals, this the smallest thing and you know that vitamin c of the lemons is going to do a lot of good for um and it's got antibacterial properties it's yep. acidic it's going to i don't I don't know if it's an antiviral but yeah you know what though real quick tip if you have any like paper cuts or anything and you do a lemon bath you are going to feel it so you know <laughs> yeah you be able to soak for 20 minutes if it's painful and if it, if that's the case then you know yeah, for sure you, you would probably not want to do a a, a a whole body shave before one of these baths no, no but no, who no. shaves before a bath no one i don't know but um <laughs> just just a heads up instead of unless there's somebody backwards out there like me that wants to do it the wrong way <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that is fair. <laughs> we'll figure it out if we want to i trust me and you know we were talking about this a lot through memes and stuff back in december but they recently discovered that sage kills up to 94 percent of airborne bacteria right yes it so does. 
We have an ethical way to collect sage. I was just going to say that. We do. And um, since we are in California, we are blessed to have this empty lot that uh, is bent for construction at some point, but it does have a patch of sage that grows on it. And we collect from there um, fairly irregularly in very small batches and with a hell of a lot of respect. But we we have a vendor that does carry our sage bundles. So we we, we will provide in very small batches for certain certain people with that we know their practices you know so the, the ethical folks even even our local wine store they carry our bundles as well we wrap that's them very cute and, and yeah, that's that's two birds again because yep. you're not only supporting a small business twice over but you're also you right. know ethically sourced the store knows where exactly where it's coming from you yeah. know you know its whole history and, and the yeah. sage bundles being wrapped in the, the hemp that we do is also the etheric cleansing uh so the ionic correction I, I you know i i feel like is important for people too so instead of having it wrapped with like uh, an embroidery cord or something pretty it has the, the hemp cord that's going to actually be a healthier burn that you're breathing in yeah so you, there, you, there go ahead ways what uh, they're they're good for a lot of things, like you know, in general. But um, it- you brought up the ions also, which I will say, uh, I said Himalayan yes. so earlier. That if you if you live in a place like New York City where I am, um, the energy is like very electric, and there are a lot of positive ions. So neutralizing it with negative ions in the atmosphere really does help kind of bring down that like electricity energy. It, it does. Those salt lamps are real. They mm-hmm. do sleep and they will help you if you have minor. I do have allergies and like that's one of the most anxiety inducing things right now is to ha- have it be springtime in the middle of a pandemic and you still have a little bit of sniffle sneezes sometimes because you know it's raining and stopping and there's mold in the air a little bit so like going into my room at night where I have my salt lamp is uh my little respite of of where I start to feel safer and more or more put back together because I have the the negative ions in my room yeah yeah and it, it is really helpful for like kind of lowering your anxiety, which we all need right now. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Um, something else which might help people to help if they're feeling a little ungrounded right now is to cover up their their mirrors in their bedrooms at night. Yeah, someone else did that recently. That's good. Yeah, I I used to have this thing where I would um travel and and see things and and places and and like didn't need to be that busy at night. And it, it was really disrupting my my ability to heal myself. So I, I definitely started that practice, and I don't need it anymore. So you don't always need to do it, but it, it was one of the one of the early things that I found helpful is to make sure that there was no reflective surfaces in my bedroom. Something that I use uh, one of the product lines in the broom closet is Magic Mirror, and it's a psychic protection basically. So you can't do like and nothing can come through that you don't want and nothing's going to leave that you don't want and because i'm obsessed with mirrors <laughs> i have them everywhere and so i just wash it it's a glass cleaner and also a psychic protection so that Two birds yeah yeah <laughs> that's great so 
Um, yeah, back to the sage thing. I'm really glad that you brought up ethical sourcing. That's really important. If you can support a small business and if you can know where it came from, that's so important. Um, so smoke them if you got them. And <laughs> cleaning right. your altars. Let's talk about our altars. <laughs> I love that. Love it. I think a lot of people think that letting the dust collect, it builds up all this at good energy. And that's also just dirty and it's bad magical hygiene it's so same. like would you want your temple of your bedroom to be like you're it's like okay it's like even worse because that altar is like a parlor you're inviting whatever energy you work with to be there with you and if it's dusty and full of candle wax and it's kind of funky looking like who wants to hang out somebody's there? walked by and piece of their hair's gotten onto it you know, like, there's a lot there's a rotten lemon hidden under that shell like is that inviting <laughs> i i that last one that one felt i felt that one deep because <laughs> i've i've definitely come back in a week and been like oh i should probably throw that little piece of rind away right <laughs> Oh no, I did that. Like there, I won't lie. In one time in Seattle, um, I was I had a candle going that I didn't. I had never worked with brand wise before, and it got like I took my eyes off of it. I left the house for a few minutes, and I never should have. And it caught a few things on my altar on fire. Yep, I've been there. I did um, that before. Same exact thing. It it was mortifying to come home and like my cats looked at me like you did not just put our (laughs) lives at risk for what you know like i felt terrible about that so i know like everybody like i don't know it's cleansing making sure the part of the problem there was again i hadn't cleaned my my space and there was some kind of wrapping that got near the, the candle plate and it was just a rookie rookie mistake to make same same so keeping it clean is not only important for energetic purposes but for accident prone folks oh we we were talking about being accident prone as aries too oh yeah um i think so from i can only speak from my personal experience it was also when i was just a little baby witch um and i was only in the other room but I do strongly feel that as much as it seemed like a bad sign and absolutely was, I made some dumb choices that I won't do again. Um, absolutely learned from this experience. But I also felt like it was happening because of like a cleanse, basically. This fire is purifying. As right. it's, it's dangerous. I'll just, I'll just tell you, it was a Gabriel altar and it was me introducing myself. And I was like, you know, I would like to work with you in aspects of protection in the future. And, you know, it's just, this is just me saying hi. And are you OK with that? Like, do right. you want to work with me? And a friend of mine was like, this seems really bad because it was the picture of Gabriel had fallen off the wall and onto the flame. So the whole table caught fire. The wall caught fire a little bit, too. It was bad. My goodness. And my friend was like, that seems like a big hard no. And I was like, nah, this is a hard yes. This is like, I will set myself on fire for you. And I was like, very flattered. That's that's what it feels that's like to me. Awesome interpretation of that. What, I love that. When There's no fear around it. I felt yeah. no negative feelings around it. Gabriel is like that. From <laughs> he really is. <laughs> I've had, he's like kind of crazy like that. Like him and Michael, 
are both a little bit crazy like they're, that. They're like they really intense, stupid. both of them. <laughs> yeah, they're funny like that, though. That that seems just exactly correct. Like, see, see, okay, so yeah, I mean, I who knows? Who knows if that hadn't happened? What if I just was like, ah, eh, magic doesn't work? You know, who knows? Boring. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Okay, so I will say as far as like cleaning altars, you know, different crystals need different care. And you don't want to have to bury them and return them to the earth earlier than their time. So be careful about how you're cleansing them. Do the research for each one because some of them can get wet. Some of them can use alcohol. Some of them cannot do any of those things. So right. Do your research. And the same thing, I will remind people about caring for metal. A lot of us have brass. Um, some people use copper because they want the more like conducive metals, conductive metals. Sorry. Copper is <laughs> very Venusian. It is. Yeah. Yeah. At copper also right now. Hello. Like the healing properties of co- copper right now is like be very wise to put the bracelet on that you bought at the Celtic Fair 500 years ago. I wrap all my stones that are small enough to to wrap to when I when I'm making myself jewelry and other people. Yes, I don't do it. I I, I make amulets for people I love, not not for sale. So I will wrap that those in in copper, but they'll be plated just for aesthetics. But the the core is copper, so you're getting a little bit of everything with some of my pieces. Yeah, I love that. So what do you guys tell me like what you would need to work on on your altars? And I'll tell you, I'll tell you my truth. <laughs> I, I do need to clean it. I have not taken <laughs> proper care of all my stone. I have seashells and stones. I, I consider myself a sea witch. Yep. Um, I, I consider I, myself probably more of like a more of like a green, a, green. a hedge green. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> I see that for you. I, I think those things are both true for each of you. Yeah. I don't, I don't know of any any witch that isn't a kitchen witch. Yeah, just, I think that's so like sorry. redundant. That's just like that's just general. So uh, I, why, why classify that specifically at this point? But um, I think I'm like a swampy fae. Oh, I love that witch who doesn't want to be fae. <laughs> Slowly yeah. embracing the fae. Well, you know, I have to have lots of inner conflict. This uh, version of myself. I'm just kidding. spicy. I, I mean, that's what contrast is for. It's exciting. <laughs> um, I love that we all just kind of qualified what type of witch we are because I kind of want to make that a part of the show, like an intro part of Mystic Witch. That would be a fun. Love opener. it. Yeah. That is cute. Love it. I, I think that's important because. Um, you know, because I do have this astrology mind, um, I, I I do think about elements pretty much constantly, and I I feel like we can pigeonhole ourselves into something because we think we have the zodiac sign that's appropriate for it. Like you wouldn't look at a fire sign and think, oh dang, she's a sea witch. <laughs> she's gonna have pieces of she yeah she must have seawater in her room and and you know like a barnacle or two on her on her altar but you never know wait i have seawater and i have thunderstorm water and, and i have tears i okay that might have been tmi 
No, that's that's really powerful. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. So emo, Jesus. Well, I'm curious. One of the one of the things that I, I find um, to be a divider in, in in witches in general is is whether or not they save their blood for for um, rituals. And I find everybody's varying answers of yes or no to be very interesting, or if they get uncomfortable. I already know all three of us do. No. <laughs> We're just I, too raw. Yeah. Megan's never done it yet. <gasps> Megan. Okay. Um, so start with a witch's bottle. Start with a protection witch's bottle. And that takes a really long time to build. So you can do it whenever you feel like. <laughs> right. Okay. Because <clears throat> you just start collecting like little needles and nails and screws and things that are like on the floor. And you start throwing it in the, into a tiny, tiny little plastic jar, a clear one preferably. Okay. And then you just slowly add stuff to it. And you can just add that later. You can call them personal, you know, um, effects. Like, you know, so, sometimes I've been called to use my nails in, in certain instances I've made. Um, like, I got told to grow out my fingernail. I was, I was heavily during the time I was like, in Seattle and I was working with the angels. Like I had this dream that they wanted me to, for, for protection to grow out my nails and then clip them when I was told and to use it in a moon ceremony um, on my altar to burn. And it was the weirdest, one of the weirdest things I've ever been, like trusted to have to do. Cause it, like it, the, the, the whole process took a couple months, but when you're doing things that take time, it, it, it does increase the focus and the intent. Yeah, I was just to say the intent tends to be much more. So, but I want to sit here and talk about how doing a spell a hard way is the best way all day. <laughs> but I'm trying. I want to keep us in. That's like a whole other episode. Sure. I want to keep us in this like 40 minute slot for Mystic okay. Fifty. And you can you can put all of that in the show in your show. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just gonna send you the file. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> but um so let's just let's refocus back to cleansing techniques. And yes. I think the last the last really like cleansing thing I wanted to talk about was psychic hygiene and how it's so important, which we touched on a little bit. Okay. Um, but kind of like cleansing just with like a quick white light, like drawing it down through the crown chakra, flushing through. And and sort of aligning the chakras, doing this it takes a few minutes, and you get the hang of it really quickly. And it's just a really good practice to do on a regular basis. So like I don't know, a couple times a day, just flush that white light through. Anytime and, you feel ungrounded and and like frayed at the edges or tired or yeah yeah. Well, you know something I I do personally when I feel like I am feeling ungrounded, I. F- physically start to clean like literally it, it, like I literally start to clean my environment and while I'm cleaning my environment it, at the same time I feel like it, it's helping me cleanse whatever I'm I'm feeling anxious about at the moment it's kind of like that whole two birds one boulder thing yeah <laughs> And I've, I've done that, like, even as a little girl, you know, going through something that was, you know, losing a dog or something like that. I never realized it until later on that 
cleaning was my one of the things that's interesting about Megan's past is her her father went to prison for trying to kill her mother. Yes. Whoa. So she's had stuff. Yeah. That happened. Like, you know, when really interesting stories. So like when we're talking anxiety, she's processing things that have to do with home. That's where her home base of trauma tends to stem from is the the home life that she had. So Mm. the cleaning, the the rituals around the home tend to be where she centers. Yes, absolutely. And it just... That's my personal one of my. There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's where your zero point usually is is at the house. And like I said, I'll do that a few times a day. It's just kind of like natural in a way. At the same time, it just kind of grounds me back to that psychic. um, Yeah, you know, psychic check-ins in general when it comes to whether it be shocker or bringing the light down through. Which I when I do bring when I use light work like that or uh, whatever whatever energetics. Um, visualization techniques. I like tying my energy from my the root chakra, if I'm using that, or down through my toes, and I'll go through all the all the way through the planet, and I'll loop it around the moon or the sun, whichever luminary I feel like using, and tying it back through the earth, and then through the top of my head again. So I feel like there's no way I could lose my clarity. Yeah. And your home really is your sanctuary. It's where we should be recharging, not where we're getting drained of our energy. Right. And I personally believe if you're if like your surrounding, your home is is cluttered, your space isn't clean, there's no way that the space inside your mind, you know, your internal self can really be at, you are your environment. I agree a hundred percent. Yes. And, you know, most of the people that you notice that are uh, cluster fucks, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. their homes are usually a little bit of a cluster fuck too. Yep. So I guess they, you know, an altar is just a small microcosm of your mind, of who you your are, your spirit, your home, your interactions, your relationships in general. Yeah. Well, I didn't confess my altar story. <laughs> Um, the truth, the real truth is that most of my altars and I have lots of different things I'm I'm working all the time. As soon as the working is done, which is usually anywhere from a few hours to a few weeks, I, I dismantle the whole altar and everything goes back into different places. So they're separated. Um, but I have one altar that I forgot about for the last three years. Oh, wow. It's at the top of my armoire, and there's just some, like, stuff up there, and I just took a peek the other day. I need a ladder to clean it, but it's, like, (laughs) all... There's seriously, like, less than a foot of space between the top of the armoire and the ceiling, and it's just a big cobweb. Oh, (laughs) my goodness. (laughs) So, what... I don't know if this is a personal question and you don't have to answer it, but what were you, what was your intention that you were working on three years ago that you're finally breaking through on that does it, and does it tie into your current reality? Is it something that you find that, that you left and does, yeah, is it significant? Yes, it is. And I would not have even thought of this if you hadn't asked me this question. Thank you for asking me that because it helped me realize when I was talking about freezing up the executive dis- dysfunction that I'm ex- I've been experiencing in the last few weeks, and how now 
even though it sounds terrible and like it's it's a my trauma like showing itself like hi i'm still here <laughs> um it also feels like it's lost some of its power and now i can work on it because i can see it more visibly mm. through this new way it's manifesting executive dysfunction is basically when you freeze up and you 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 can't control what you want your body to do Right. And uh, what's up there is like a bunch of stuffed animals from when I was born. And uh, yeah, it's it was the idea of that was to not isolate my inner child to heal, to put these things back together because they had these objects had been separated. They'd literally been as what I once saw them as all one unit. They'd been broken and shattered into different places physically. That is and so profound. I love it. So it's crazy that you asked me that because I wouldn't have even connected the two. But that's how that's a that's like a linear connection. <laughs> when I um that's one of the things though, I'm fascinated and drawn to things that have been stagnated and what it means to a person to have to move through that stagnation and the recurrent patterns in our lives where we do become stagnant in the same places over and over again and how to break those things. Yeah. It's, it's part of my chart. It's part of the way I function um, when I'm speaking to my clients or, or my friends in general. This is why the work that we do is almost, I would say like, almost necessary to do in tandem with the science of the mind, which is out of my wheelhouse. So basically I feel like people should be getting psychic insights as well as going to therapy, like kind of together. A holistic approach is necessary and that's, you can't, you can't fragment yourself spiritually and biologically and, and consciously and not be a whole person. I think all these aspects should be ideally addressed. I mean, if 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 they if they had treat like there uh, there's one place that I'm thinking of that I know of. It's a gym um, that a friend of mine owns that could be as close to an integrative place that would address the spiritual, the physical, the etheric, and um, psychological at the same time it's really 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 close but it's not 100 percent that spot and i don't think it's very common to have a building that's even that close to a human person but i know something in the realm of technology instead of this so it'll happen we're gonna start catching up on all the other evolution that we we're being forced to right now acknowledge uh, as a society that this is an important thing yeah, exactly. The humanity than than what we've paid attention to thus far. Yes, I couldn't agree more. It's very much a time for self evaluation. <laughs> Who do you want to be in the new world? As soon as Saturn went into Aquarius, humanity began this self reflection phase, and with all this quarantine shutting down the entire planet, like it's amazing to me how these things work. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like. This whole experience is very Age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Here we are. And we're all having to learn sympathy, understanding, patience. Yeah. Um, what's broad thinking? We are <laughs> learning how to ground ourselves in our knowings. Um, how to to stand um the, that feeling of 
disruptive evolution. Um, if there's, there's, there's been a lot of impasses in society in general, and we're this, this abruptness of, of having it stop. Like who would have thought in December before we had heard any of this, you know, that by, by March, the world will have stopped. Like what? Like none of us, I mean, astrologers knew something big was going to happen. We knew from history that that we, we could kind of guess, but this sensation has been extremely unusual for for people. Nobody's lived through a sensation like this. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a time in history where we've had this stillness to deal with. And if you're an empath, you're picking up on the global panic, everyone freaking out all at the same time. It's unprecedented. You're absolutely right. And it's this grounding and protecting that we've been talking about is a, it's like a river that, that, that panic. And it, there's an, you can, I feel it, how easy it is to step off of the riverbank into the flow of, of this panic river. And, um, it's real. It's, 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 it's a, something that if you, I can't imagine being somebody that hasn't done the work yet. Cause it's just, but there are people out there that don't have preparations for this emotionally. And, um, I feel deeply for them compassionate for, for that bewilderment of abrupt, um, what happens next. You know um, what, this is the last thing I'm going to say before, you know, we kind of cut it off here, but um, I'm going to share some resources and if you want to chime in, in the show notes, um, you know, for the only reason I found out about the executive dysfunction thing and it being a trauma response was because I called an emotional helpline. So, you know, That's there's no shame in using the resources that we have available to us at this time. Um, you know, you, you don't have to muddle through no. the whole thing. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to help, because that is true, um, I think about this as well. We all have different issues and things that we're going through and working on, and it is sort of aggressive to face your mental illness if that's the case. You know, stuck inside. Yeah, it's so, important. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the best thing we can do right now is be available. I think to the people in our lives. What do you guys, what would your last like bit of advice be? In general, I like to just wrap it down to, yeah, bringing this time, you know, just to be authentic, you know, don't be afraid to speak what you're feeling to people. You know, if you need to reach out, reach out to people. Everybody's going through something right now. This is, and mine is, um, do not underestimate the power of being present in the moment. It's yeah. really easy to get caught up in any what if scenarios. Yep. What if this? What if that? Um, maybe I didn't clean my hands just right. Maybe my shoes have some germs on them. Or like, it's really important to be able to ground yourself in the present, breathe in, breathe out moment of where we are and whether or not we're okay. Are we under duress in this very moment? Because like our nervous system can't tell the difference between a thought and what could be happening if we're experiencing a mental scenario. So I, I find that um, presence is very, very, very important right now. Yeah. Yes. And, and not knowing, find, finding 
peace and not knowing because you cannot think ahead with a scenario and decide what things are going to happen right now. Finding peace and not knowing maybe things aren't going to be turning out as bad as the scenarios in your head. So not finding peace and not knowing. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's rough, man. Everybody's feeling the intensity no matter what their gifts and skill sets are. So I, I think, honest, honestly, uh, based off of what you said, too, I just think that there's a reason why we're not all freaking out at the same time about the same things. Yep. It's so that we can be strong for others. While we're strong, we're, we're a pillar of support. And then when we're falling apart, hopefully there's someone there who's strong. And, and there is. There are people out there. So that's that's why I'm going to share those resources. I'm going to cut us off here, but it was so much fun talking to both of you. I love you both. We yes. love you too. This was so fun. We love so, so, so familiar feeling that this was a yeah. time. It's true. It does. You're absolutely right. Um, we have to stay in touch. And yeah, thank you again. Stay, stay mystic, witches. Be sure to subscribe to Mystic Witch on any of your favorite platforms. And you can show your support by contributing monthly at anchor.fm or on our Patreon page. Follow us on social media to hear exclusive audio clips from our guests at Mystic Witch Podcast. Mystic Witch.